Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hi everyone and welcome to My Millennium Money Medical. My name's Dev Raga and I'm your host and in this episode, we will go through the concept of reverse mortgage, the good, the bad and the ugly, but also consider some of the alternatives for those that might be considering it. Traditionally, reverse mortgages are frowned upon in Australia, but it's actually quite commonplace in other countries. So let's talk about reverse mortgages. Now, a couple of things, or actually one thing, I can't pronounce the word mortgage. I don't know why, so if you listen to this episode and you want to message me explaining that my pronunciation is incorrect, um, I know. So uh, I apologise in advance. Now, we can't do this podcast without the support of Altus Financial. As a full-service financial advisory business, they can help you in many ways, whether that be your requirements on general business advice, structuring and use of multiple entities for tax minimization or asset protection purposes to protect you for the extra risk we take as medical professionals or a sounding board on ideas you have on your business. Check out outersfinancial.com.au. Let's get started. If you want me to discuss a specific topic or if you have a specific question, don't hesitate to contact me via Twitter or via Facebook. For those of you that are new to the channel, don't forget the three aims, education, empowerment, and entertainment. Now, the main topic in this episode is reverse mortgages, the principles and the pros and cons of it. So what is a reverse mortgage? Traditionally, you pay money into a mortgage to own a home. You do it over many, many years. The bank lends you the money to buy the home. You own the home, but the bank has a security on it. Eventually, you pay off the home loan, I hope, and the home becomes your outright without any security on it. And you get the title. The bank gets their money. You get your home. The bank makes a profit thanks to interest over 20 or 30 years or whatever the loan payment term was. And that's it. That's a traditional mortgage. In a reverse mortgage, your home pays you. Not only that, you don't have to make any repayments for the loans lent to you until you sell the home. But there are restrictions and some caveats to this. Now, who qualifies for such a loan? Generally speaking, it's designed for people over the age of 60 or 65. Younger people do not qualify for it. It really is a method for retirees. Imagine this, you're approaching retirement, don't have much saved in your super and don't have much investments outside of super, but do own your home outright. This scheme allows you to live in your own home but also get you some money from that home for the living expenses, in addition to perhaps your pension payments that you may be eligible for. Remember, your own home is not included in the assets test for eligibility of the pension. I've discussed this in depth in the super episode, but also in one of my previous episodes about this. And that's why some people prefer not to liquidate their home in their older age, but rather keep it, which allows them to get access to the pension. 
Now, ASIC did a review of this revert mortgage schemes in 2018, and I'll talk about it coming up, which found many retirees didn't really understand how reverse mortgages worked, and they have long-term consequences which many don't understand. The term used to formally define reverse mortgages is actually equity release products. Number two, how does a reverse mortgage work? Reverse mortgages allow people over the age of 60 or 65 to access equity in their homes, borrow money, and use that money for their additional living expenses, such as paying bills, expenses, food, car expenses, home improvements, or even repairs, and of course, even holidays. The critical point of this is the loan does not need to be repaid until A, the borrower has died, B, has sold the house, or C, moved into an aged care facility. Now, this sounds too good to be true. So what's the catch? Well, there is interest charged on your reverse mortgage, just like any other mortgage, and this also compounds over the term of the loan. This means the balance of the loan keeps increasing as the interest builds up, and the interest is also charged on the interest. So basically, you know how compounding works in your favour when you save and invest? This is compounding working against you. Same principles, different outcome. This is in addition to any fees or charges associated with the loans. Now, the borrowers must have paid off their home loan initially, so I don't think they can borrow from unpaid home loans. But not sure about this specifically, and you need to check with a specific reverse mortgage provider. Generally speaking, there is no income requirements for these types of mortgages because it's specifically designed for retirees. Let's use an example to highlight a case study. Amy and Rob are retiring soon. They're considering a reverse mortgage. The home is worth around half a million dollars and they receive the age pension, but need some supplementary income to boost their lifestyle. They don't have any super. Now let's make this easier for the sake of this to highlight the concept more starkly. They do have debts which is $15,000 in credit card debt, which is at 18% interest rate. They also have $3,000 in their transaction account. They decide to apply for a reverse mortgage to borrow $50,000 from their home equity so they can wipe out their credit card debt, make some minor home improvements to suit their lifestyle and use the rest for their living expenses, which are really, really important. The interest rate for this is around 5%, which seems quite reasonable considering their credit card interest rate was accruing at 18% per annum. Now, that's basically how it works. In this case, Amy and Rob are not required to make any repayments to their loans, but the interest is still payable and gets added to the loan every year. This means every year, 5% of interest is added to their loan. Some lenders may allow Amy and Rob to make voluntary repayments, but this is not always the case, and it depends on the lender. So how much equity is usually required for reverse mortgages? Generally speaking, the home loan must be paid off in full. If you owe any money on it, they usually won't qualify you for a reverse mortgage because it's just too risky for the bank. This means you must have 100% equity in your home. Generally speaking, you can access perhaps up to 50% of your equity from your home. You won't be able to go higher than this, and frankly, it's risky to do so. Remember, the reverse mortgage is designed to release some of the equity for your living off expenses, pay bills, and lead a more comfortable life. Therefore, you need to treat it with respect. The older you are, the more equity you can tap into. This means 
because the interest rates payable is going to be overall lower and you're likely to die sooner or sell the home sooner. The other reason is the older you are, the less likely you will need to tap into any more equity later for moving on. Whilst the younger you are, if you borrow too much, you may not have enough equity to tap into later in life, especially if you need more money to pay such as bonds or rads to go into a nursing home. More on that later when I discuss the ASIC 2018 review of the reverse mortgage situation in Australia. There are two main protections for borrowers. You can't go into negative equity. In 2012, the government introduced regulations where this is not possible. This is known as no negative equity guarantee. This means when you sell the home, you can't be expected to pay the difference between what is owed and what it's sold for. This is a risk the banks take. And this is also why they won't lend you too much money. That's why usually 50% of the equity is what they'll usually loan. And number two, loan value ratio limits apply. Back to equity. This is also why you can't usually borrow more than 20 to 50% of the value of your home, 50% being on the upper end of scale. This is called the loan to value ratio. Number three, how does it work on the back end and how do you pay it off? When you sell the home, you need to pay the debt off. When you die, your estate will need to pay the debt off or you can pay it off voluntarily during the time if allowed to. Now that you know a little bit more about reverse mortgages, it's worthwhile to have a detailed look at the ASIC 2018 review about reverse mortgages. This review found that 83%, March 2015, I think it was the intergenerational report. So 83% of Australians want to retire in their own home. That is, they want to age in place. This is a big thing in aged care. We're trying to keep people in their own homes for as long as practical. This is actually good for people because we know if people live in a familiar environment, they are less likely to get sick and more likely to be happier for longer. It also provides a sense of belonging and independence, which is valuable for their mental health. Now, I've done a lot of aged care medicine and geriatric medicine before. And one of the patients told me when people ask them if they want to move into a retirement village or retirement aged care home, it's as if they're asking, in quotes, Would you like to tear down every single memory you have of your life and destroy everything around you and start all over again at the age of 70 or 80? It's a big deal in life for our elderly people. Now, they looked at the following banks, Bank West, Commonwealth Bank, Heartland Seniors Finance, Macquarie Bank, St. George's Bank, Bank of Melbourne, Bank of SA, all owned at the time by Westpac. And the review was from 2013 to 2017 and was prompted after the Enhanced Responsible Lending Obligations introduced in 2012, which outlined consumer protections for people seeking reverse mortgages. And what they found was the stats were staggering. By 2054, the number of Australians aged 65 to 84 years of age will double, 3.1 million to over 7 million people. The number of people greater than 85 years of age will quadruple. This means we'll have more older Australians needing to live. Therefore, it's likely to fuel the demand for equity release products, which is a reverse mortgage. About 70% of Australians aged 55 to 85 own their own home outright. In 2014, only 62% of Australians were on track for their perceived to be a comfortable retirement. The family home remains an untapped source of equity. And the saying goes, You can't eat your home, comes to mind. 
Now, what was introduced in 2012 about the no negative equity guarantee? Basically, laws were introduced to protect consumers who wanted reverse mortgages. You can't borrow more than the value of your home or be required to pay more than the value of your home. This means when the contract ends and you sell the home and pay off the reverse mortgage, if there is a difference between the value of the home and the debt owed, you are not responsible. The protections for elderly Australians who are relatively vulnerable when making such decisions was introduced in 2012, and that's called the No Negative Equity Guarantee. ASIC also found that majority of people who used reverse mortgages achieved their short to medium term goals. They could maintain their current living arrangements, obtain short-term finance, have safety net over expenses, avoid a better quality of life, have an emergency fund, and all of them wanted retirement and ageing in place. And the enhanced consumer protections with no negative equity guarantee means consumers are more protected. That was a vital legislation, and I just discussed this just before. Now, the no negative equity guarantee does not protect against equity erosion in their home. So, that's because when they've borrowed money for their lifestyle expenses as they age and perhaps their living circumstances change, it affects their future borrowing capacity. So they may in fact not have enough money to fund their retirement at all. In other words, if they borrow too much, they run out of equity. That is equity erosion, which is completely different to no negative equity guarantee. Now, the findings took the following circumstances into account. Suppose retirees needed around $200,000 at the end of their reverse mortgage terms. And they're considered various scenarios. Scenario one, property prices rise 3% per annum, plus interest rates stay the same. 96% would have enough equity in their home. Property prices rise 3%, plus interest rates rise by 3%, 90% would have it. Property prices stay the same, plus interest rates stay the same, only 74% would have it. And property prices stay the same, plus interest rates rise by 3%, only 53% would have it. Notice none of the scenarios considered property prices to drop, which is kind of what's happening right now due to the no negative equity guarantee, because It kind of doesn't matter in this particular scenario if your property price drops because you got that guarantee in place. Now, what happens if they needed a higher amount? $200,000 is not much. The average self-funded upfront cost of aged care for one person in Australia today is around $380,000 to $400,000, which is quite high. Some of the nursing homes are even higher. How would this fare then? Scenario one again, property prices rise 3% per annum plus interest rates stay the same, only 67% would have it. Property prices rise 3% plus interest rates rise 3%, only 53% would have it. Property prices stay the same plus interest rates stay the same, only 34% would have it. And lastly, property prices stay the same plus interest rates rise by 3%, only 24% would have it. Notice this is a drastically poorer outcome for retirees. Therefore, if people didn't realise this risk, it could destroy their finances. So lenders had to take reasonable steps to ensure and consider what the future financial needs of the persons are before organising a reverse mortgage. 
92% of the loan documents ASIC reviewed did not even mention anything about the person's future goals, any short-term exit strategies, or what their long-term plans are, and the financial needs would be. Who would have thought? Financial companies not really doing their job properly. Not unusual. Now, lenders are also responsible to look for signs of financial elder abuse, which is surprisingly common. Some of the red flags are if the repayment of a loan being made by an adult child, any money that's transferred to a non-borrower, for example, an elder person borrows the money, takes the risk and gives it to someone else, any money provided to a child to manage, any involvement of any children in the application process, and any file notes indicating potential abuse. It's an obvious one. Let's use an example to highlight these concerns and concepts. Amy, now age 86 years old, took out a $50,000 reverse mortgage. She has a power of attorney established in August 2019, two months before her reverse mortgage was approved. The lender required Amy to obtain independent legal advice, and the declaration for this advice was actually signed by Amy's grandson. Another grandson, who happened to be a financial advisor, signed the independent advice declaration. That's a red flag for financial abuse. If you worked in GP geriatrics like I did, you would come across this sort of stuff quite a lot. My rule of thumb, I would be very sceptical of anyone asking for a doctor's witness signature on any legal document. Alarm bells start ringing. So if you're a non-doctor or non-healthcare worker listening to this and you think you can take some legal documents to your GP, if I was your GP, I'd be a little bit concerned. You think this sort of thing doesn't happen all the time, but it does. So why are all these protections in place? Why can't people just make their own decisions? Well, the issue is older Australians have less access to financial advisory services. Therefore, ASIC determined responsible lending is vital to maintain the reverse mortgage industry. And I think that's pretty fair, given the cost of financial advisory services is rising and working people also finding it very hard to access. If you read the ASIC Executive Summary Report, it's very detailed and it highlights the pros and cons very well and some of the steps we need to take to ensure older Australians are protected when it comes to financial products. Now, I'm definitely in favour of having protections in place so that people don't get taken for a ride without actually realising it. Now, let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll continue to learn more about reverse mortgages, but also some of the alternatives. Be right back. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Just another thanks to Altus Financial for getting behind My Million Money Medical. We can't do this without them. Whether you're established in your career with a solid income and looking for next steps, you're after advice about buying into or selling or opening your first practice, Altus Financial can help. Altus is offering a complimentary 15-minute chat for anyone who wants to discuss their scenario with their professional team. Click the link in the show notes for more information. Now back to the main topic, learning more about reverse mortgages. What are the costs associated with reverse mortgages? Well, you've got to think about interest rates, number one, usually higher than traditional mortgage rates. And I did research on this um, and the current rate at the time of recording in July is around 4 to 5%. And it's likely to rise as interest rates overall rise. And I think the RBA is going to raise more interest rates. So watch out this space. It's important to understand, even though the borrower is not required to have monthly repayments voluntarily, the interest keeps accumulating and it compounds. To understand this properly, here's an example. Supposing you reverse mortgage $50,000 and an interest rate of 8.5%. After one year, you owe $54,000, roughly. After two years, you owe $58,320, but after 10 years, you owe $116,632. So compounding works against you in this case, and this is before any transaction or other fees are taken into account. Number two is other charges. So there's an establishment fee, which is usually higher than traditional mortgages. There's an ongoing administration fee, and there's usually a loan discharging fee, and anything to increase the limit is also a fee. And if you want to split the home and subdivide or do anything with your property, there may be a fee to deal with a reverse mortgage. Traditionally, reverse mortgages are more expensive, have higher charges compared to traditional mortgages. What are the advantages? Paul Keating famously said, you can't eat your house. Well, turns out you can. You can have a reverse mortgage to tap into the equity you've built over the years. This means you don't necessarily need to sell your home and downsize. You can continue to age in place, stay in your own home and use it to pay the bills and improve your living standards. You may also be eligible for a government pension or even a superannuation retirement pension also. It allows you to resolve your immediate financial needs. It's not designed to fix your long-term financial needs. Lastly, you don't need to pay monthly repayments, so better immediate cash flow. Let's use an example on how it can help in a particular situation. Amy is 70 years old and is fully retired. Unfortunately, she has severe osteoarthritis of her right hip and it has really affected her ability to do the daily activities. She loves to play bowls and she's no longer able to. Her mental health is suffering and she's more housebound and lost her social circles. She does not have private health insurance and she's on the public waiting list, which is unfortunately very long and she's yet to see a surgeon. Now, before you think this is an unusual situation, this is actually not that unusual. Current wait times for non-life-threatening medical conditions are huge in the public system. Remember, our public system is world-class, but it's designed for people who are very ill and require urgent things. It's not designed for people who want a better lifestyle. Operations like cancer, cardiac, 
brain, acute surgical emergencies, trauma, they will always trump a person with osteoarthritis of their hip. As terrible as it is to say, pain itself doesn't kill anyone, but it's not hugely taken into account in the public system. So hospitals don't take into account morbidity of the patient. They only talk about mortality when it comes to surgical wait lists. If you have private health insurance, please keep it. Back to the scenario. So what is the options for Amy here? Number one, she can borrow money from family or friends. can be very tricky to pay for the operation. Number two is Amy doesn't have much in her super, so that's not really an option. And number three is wait for the public list, which is free to her, which is great, and it's taxpayer funded, but it's a long wait. Or number four is get a reverse mortgage to pay for her operation and get her life back. Now, remember, other forms of loans may not exist for Amy, such as personal loans or even credit cards, because she doesn't have a steady income. Now, as bad as it may sound for most people, in this case, reverse mortgages might be an option for Amy to tap into a home equity to pay for her medical expenses for her surgery in a private hospital by a private surgeon. Now, what are the disadvantages of reverse mortgages? People often don't understand the long-term implications. Compounding interest, it works against you. Fees are way higher than traditional mortgages. This can mean initial establishment fees of $1,500, which can easily turn into $5,000, beg your pardon, after 20 years. Interest rates are also higher. It's around 4 to 7% depending on the bank. And will also go up as RBA rates rise increases, which is risky. You tend to live for today and not for tomorrow. It is still debt. The no negative equity guarantee is great. But if the home value doesn't rise and your debt levels are high due to the high interest rates, then when you sell the home, you may not have much left over for yourself. I did discuss this in the ASIC review, just providing various scenarios of money left over depending on the home value rising or interest rates rising. Now, income from the reverse mortgage can affect your pension, so you need to declare it. It may be subject to assets and income tests, especially if you choose to receive the money in upfront payments. This is even if you choose to reverse mortgage and then take the money and gift it to someone else. You may still lose government benefits. And remember, conflict with family. Suppose you're living with your partner and you die. This means the reverse mortgage has to be paid off, which may mean the family home is sold. This means your partner may be evicted or has to move out. The surviving partner is put in a very difficult situation. And some borrowers have a tenancy protection warning against this warning of this risk. So let's use an example to highlight one of the downsides. Amy is 68 years old when she took out a reverse mortgage. Amy didn't get a lump sum because she was worried about her government benefits being affected, so she periodically withdrew the money. She used this money to pay for rising utility bills, groceries and other expenses, and occasional holidays. Amy thought she only had to pay the interest on the money she withdrew. That's not true. The interest gets charged to the whole amount in compounds. She didn't realise she had to pay interest on interest as the years went by. She's now 74, and if she had known this, she may have voluntarily paid some of the loans off using her government pension. The moral here is, reverse mortgages can be disastrous if you don't know the rules. So be sure to know the rules as much as possible. Now, we've talked a lot about reverse mortgages, but surely there are some alternatives to reverse mortgages, and what are they? So you need money to live off during your retirement, and you've paid off home, or close to. Is there any alternatives? And yes, there is. Number one, you could just sell your home and downsize. 
you can make up to $300,000 per person of downsizer contributions. Rules apply, of course, when you sell your home to your super. No capital gains tax on the sale of your property applies. The problem here is, where will the person live? Where would you live? If they wanted to age in place and live in their own home, this is not really a good option, but it is an option. Number two is Home Equity Access Scheme. This used to be called the Pension Loans Program. It's worthwhile spending a bit of time on this scheme. It's something a lot of people are not aware of, and I wasn't aware of it prior to this podcast episode preparation. Basically, it's similar to reverse mortgages, but with Centrelink. Here's how it works. Number one, you get a fortnightly loan from Centrelink and the government. Number two, the maximum is 150% of eligible pension. Number three is you still need to repay the loan when you die or sell the property and eventually downsize. Number four is lump sums are not allowed. Number five is there is definitely interest, loan cost, and maybe some legal cost. And it's up to the individual. Number six is as of Jan 2022, the interest rate is only 3.95%. But of course, this may have changed with the RBA rate hikes and inflation. That's actually quite competitive when you compare to the interest rates on reverse mortgages from banks at that time. Number seven is the interest does compound, just like any other reverse mortgage. Number eight is the home acts as a security, again, just like any other reverse mortgages. So all in all, this is very similar to any other reverse mortgages, except now you're doing business with the government. And remember, the money you receive is non-taxable. And I think any income must be declared as Centrelink, so it may affect your pension. You need to check up on this with them. What about release a portion of your home equity and sell a share of your home? What does that mean? This is the other option. This is an interesting concept and I didn't think actually existed in Australia. It's administered by HomeSafe Solutions, HomeSafe Wealth Release Program. This is a private company and not a government program. It's an association with Bendigo Bank. And here's how it works. Similar to reverse mortgages in the sense that you get a lump sum payment from HomeSafe Solutions. You need to have paid off your home. You sign off a share of your home to them. They pay you the money, which is a lump sum. Then you remain the legal owner of the property. They just own a share. And you need to pay the money back when you sell the home or a share of the proceeds goes to the Home Safe Solutions people. Now, there are limits, $25,000 to a $1 million accessibility, and you can buy back your share at any time. And they're saying it's not a debt. So I'm not sure what that means, and I'm not sure if there's any interest associated with that. If there is no interest, it just sounds too good to be true. Why would they lend you a money for free? HomeShare can't take any more than what the contract is to the share of your home, you still live in your home, and home share will determine the future value of your property based on the properties today and then contract out a share of it to them. So there may not be much flexibility in it. And I suspect when they drop that share agreement to your home, their share may be a larger portion for the money they give you. So you can even rent out the home apparently and make money if you wish, and they won't get any of the rent. The share they get is only upon sale of your property. HomeSafe will lodge a mortgage and caveat against your property, so your property kind of acts like a security for them. Again, very similar to a reverse mortgage. There are fees. There's a once-off documenta- documentation fee, beg your pardon. 
of around $1,790 at the time of recording. Now, I couldn't find much information on any other fees and whether they charge interest on the money they lend you, although they specifically state it's not a debt. So I guess it means no interest. And I just feel very uncomfortable saying that because why would they do this? It doesn't make any sense. So make sure if you're going to go into some sort of program with them, you need to check whether there's an interest associated with any money that they're lent to you. Because otherwise it kind of doesn't make sense. And if HomeSafe are listening and you want to correct me on that, don't hesitate to Facebook me or Twitter me or contact me whenever because I'd be very interested to hear about your program. Now, the last option may be renting out a portion of your home. That gives you a little bit of income as a retiree. Um, But I don't think it's a viable option for most people, especially if elderly and living as a couple. Personally, I wouldn't want any random person living in my home, even if they paid me big rents. So those are the four options that you may have as an option away from reverse mortgages. Before we finish up, here's my two cents on reverse mortgages. There are many people who may benefit from this, but overall, I don't think it's a good scheme. It's a band-aid solution to a cash flow problem. You're living for today and ignoring your future. In fact, that's probably how people ended up in this mess. If people save money, invested it early on their lives, it just makes it a lot easier. Granted, life happens, life events happen, and it derails your retirement. And it's absolutely vital to discuss and plan for such events and in rare circumstances. I do understand that contingency planning is not always possible. I'm talking from a point of privilege. I'm male, haven't really had any major things go wrong. I've had pretty good health, which means I've also had good income capacity, which puts me already in a better position than the vast majority of people. But fundamentally, please work out your risks, plan for retirement, do it early, and the chances are you won't need a reverse mortgage. But it is a viable option if that is your only option. And be aware of the long-term implications of reverse mortgages. Nothing is free in this world. Maybe the air we breathe. But even in some countries, you can pay for fresher air quality if you wanted to. So please do your research and seek independent advice. And wherever possible, avoid reverse mortgages and consider alternatives, some of which I've already discussed earlier. That's about it for this episode. Remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you may be using. I'll leave a five-star rating on all platforms even better. And please leave a positive review. The more ratings reviews you leave, the more people get access to my podcast, so please keep them coming. And you may have noticed one thing, I'm slowly getting my voice back. The croakiness is gone and I'm not coughing as much. And guess what? I didn't need antibiotics because most of these are viral infections and you get this sort of post-infective cough syndrome, which can linger on for about three to five weeks. This is Dev Raga from My Millionaire Money Medical. And until next time, please make sure you stay safe. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. 
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.